Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. I just hear fight, fight, fight. Like, <laughs> I just keep fighting and fighting. That's it. That's my whole spiel is just fighting. And don't you ever think like, and that's who I, I can't stop fighting. I read the, like the Dalai Lama. Let's go, let's go, let's go look up what the Dalai Lama says on Twitter today. Dalai Lama on Twitter. Okay. Check this guy out. Let's go read some Dalai Lama. All right, here he is, September 27th. When affectionate, hold on. When affectionate relations exist between members of a family, each one is confident of being able to call on the others for support. In a similar way, we must constantly remind ourselves of the oneness of humanity. Okay, that's the 27th. On the 24th, here we go. Negative emotions like attachment and anger are part of our lives, but there are antidotes to them. We need to reflect not only on the damage anger and fear can do, but also on the benefits to be found in cultivating compassion and nonviolence and find a balance between them. To that I say, what the fuck are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> you remember different strokes? <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> That was good. I think he passed away, didn't he? Yeah, whatever that guy's name was. Uh, he tried to run for governor of um, California or something. I don't know. What was that guy's name? The little guy and different strokes? As everything I'm saying here is completely politically incorrect. But I do remember him saying, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> that was pretty funny. I don't know why that's funny, but it is. So look, uh, do you know about the uh, the Buddhists? Uh, the Buddhists in Tibet. Okay, okay. Uh, all right. Um, here. So look. Look at this guy. Tibetan Buddhism. Tibetan Buddhism is a religion in exile, forced from its homeland when Tibet was conquered by the Chinese. At one time, it was thought that one in six Tibetan monks were were men were Buddhist monks. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, Buddhism became a major presence in Tibet towards the end of the eighth century. That's eight hundred. Okay, it was brought from India at the invitation of the Tibetan king who invited two Buddhist masters to Tibet. 
I uh, can't read that word. It's too many syllables in the word. Okay. So anyways, um, these guys over in Tibet doing the Buddhism. Okay. And then the Chinese come along and free them from their theocracy. Okay. Okay. They, that's basically it. The Chinese, what did the Chinese do to the Tibetan Buddhists? Fucked them up the ass. That's what they did. <laughs> wow, this is an ugly page. Until 1949, Tibet was an independent Buddhist nation in the Himalayas, which had little contact with the rest of the world. They're just out there doing their own Buddhist thing, okay? Doing their Buddhist thing. Uh, it enriched, it existed as a rich cultural storehouse of the Mahayana and Vajrayana teachings of Buddhism. Mahayana, I can say Vajrayana, Vajrayana. I think it's the big boat and the little boat, I believe. Uh, religion was unifying, a unifying theme among the Tibetans, as was their own language, literature, art, worldview developed by living at high altitudes under harsh conditions, the balance in their environment. Uh, blah 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 the current Dalai Lama the 14th was only 24 years old okay he was 24 years old when it all came to an end in 1959 um, these llamas okay are uh, believed to be reincarnations okay this is a whole thing they go out and they're, they're llamas they have the Dalai Lama and the um, Pasha Lama Pashan Lama By pa I believe Pashan Lama um they go out and find them because they believe that they're reincarnated. And, and so they find this guy, Dalai Lama, they, they bring him out, they take him, and they, they raise him to become the Dalai Lama because, you know, he was reincarnated to be that. And then in 1950, the communist Chinese invasion in 1950 led to years of turmoil that culminated in the complete overthrow of the Tibetan government, the self-imposed exile of the Dalai Lama and 100,000 Tibetans in 19. 59. Okay? This guy has lived since 1959 in exile. Since that time, over a million, a million, um, that's the million, one million Tibetans have been killed with the Chinese policy of resettlement of Chinese to Tibet. Tibetans have become a minority in their own country. Basically, they exterminated the Tibetans. We love to genocide people. They all are like, never again, never again. Bull fucking shit. Chinese people, the Chinese government, now they're doing the Uyghurs. They're fucking genociding Uyghurs. But don't forget the Tibetans. Uh, Chinese is the official language compared in pre-1559 levels. Only one in 20 monks are still allowed to practice under the government's watch. Up to 6,000 monasteries and shrines have been destroyed. Famines have appeared for the first time in recorded history. Natural resources are devastated and wildlife depletion to, depleted to extinction. Col Tibetan culture comes close to being eradicated there. Peaceful demonstration, protests, and speeches writings by nuns, monks, and Tibetan lay people have resulted in deaths and thousands of arrests. 
These political prisoners are tortured and held in substandard conditions with little hope of justice. These are the people that we buy our iPhones from, people. This is where we get all of our shit. We, we support this. We support genocide by going to Walmart. Okay? We are guilty. Unless we can all take part and recognize the best losses our own, the future looks grim. Here's some startling facts. The peaceful Buddhist country of Tibet was invaded by communist China in 1949. It was invaded. Okay? They're minding their own fucking business up in the fucking mountains, all freezing their goddamn asses off, just trying to live their own fucking lives, and here comes China. Since that time, over 1.2 million out of six Tibetans have been killed. That's a bad sentence. Over 1.2 million out of six Tibetans have been killed. I don't really understand that sentence. It's a lot. 1.2 million. Over 6,000 monasteries have been destroyed and thousands of Tibetans have been imprisoned. In Tibet today, there's no freedom of speech, religion, or press, or arbitrary dissidents continue. The Dalai Lama... Tibet's political and spiritual leader fled to India in 59 and now lives with over 100,000 other Tibetan refugees in their government in exile. Forced abortion, sterilization of Tibetan women, and the transfer of low-income Chinese citizens threaten the survival of Tibet's unique culture. In some Tibetan provinces, Chinese settlers outnumber Tibetans 7 to 1. You ever hear anything about this? Hear a lot about what goes on in fucking uh, Israel, Palestine, basically how the, uh, you know, <laughs> how terrible the Palestinians are. Meanwhile, the fucking Israelis just bomb the shit out of them with American weapons. Within China itself, massive human rights abuses continue. It is estimated that there's up to 20 million Chinese citizens working in prison camps. I hope I get the new iPhone. Most of the Tibetan plat, uh, most of the Tibetan plateau lies above 14,000 feet. Tibet is the source of five of Asia's greatest rivers. Which over 2 billion people depend on. Since 1959, the Chinese government estimates that they've removed over $54 billion worth of timber. Over 80% of their forests have been destroyed and large amounts of nuclear and toxic waste have been disposed of in Tibet. They're fucking not dumped. It's, it's their landfill now. Despite these facts and figures, the U.S. government and U.S. corporations continue to support China economically. This shows their blatant lack of respect for these critical issues of political and religious freedom and human rights. Yes, things are bad, but you may still ask, why Tibet? There's hundreds of other countries in which equal or worse environmental human rights devastation occur. Why Tibet? Tibet can be used as the catalyst for human change. Uh, yeah, uh, anyways. China came in and was like, hey, we're freeing you from your theosophy. Basically, uh, Tibet was a, um, a theosophy, meaning it was their government was Buddhism. So, 
back to my man, the Dalai Lama, here on September 21st, he says, remember, he has experienced this personally, personally. Creating a more peaceful world requires a peaceful mind and a peaceful heart. As human brothers and sisters, we must live together with affection and respect. The only way to solve human problems, preserve the peace, is to meet, talk, and engage in dialogue. Okay? Now, I'd be pissed at the Dalai Lama for saying this shit, basically rolling over, except he has experienced the devastation himself. It's not some abstraction for him. You know what I'm saying? He was exiled. A million point two Tibetans murdered. 6,000 monasteries destroyed. He has witnessed it all. And he just keeps um, a policy of respect and affection and compassion and peace. I can't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand how he can be this guy. It feels like a cop-out to me, but because he's the Dalai fucking Lama, I would be... Uh, underestimating him by saying as much. This guy is highly educated. He has witnessed and experienced the genocide of his own people and the excommunication. He lives in exile. This is not an idiot. It's not a moron. Not some retarded dude. Doesn't understand what's going on. This fucker knows what's going on, yet teaches peace and tranquility. I can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot understand it. Because in my mind, the Dalai Lama is allowing the entire world Look, the Dalai Lama has a platform, okay? He writes this shit, and he gets 14,000 hearts on, on Twitter, okay? He has a fucking platform. All he would have to say is, I would like my country back. Never heard him say it. I don't know. Does he say it? I don't know. Not what I hear on Twitter. He's just like all peace and harmony and forgiveness and affection and respect. This position concerns me. <laughs> this position concerns me because this is how you get rolled in society, right? This is how the mighty and the cruel destroy you. And if you don't stand up and fight against tyranny and injustice, 
all I can see is you're going to get more tyranny and injustice. I mean, it doesn't... His position hasn't worked. If anything, we forget... That this happened, Fred says, hey, what's up, Fred? From a long tradition, uh, India conquered Tibet, the Chinese conquered Tibet, and the Tibetan religion outlast the conquerors. I see. I could get it, I guess. I, yeah, like, maybe you're just like, well, I got, I had Tibet for a while, now the Chinese can have it and somebody else can have it. Maybe. Uh... Okay, the Dalai Lama is opposed. Thank God somebody here is here that knows what's going on. <laughs> Fred says the Dalai Lama is opposed to the Chinese occupation, but he's trying to discourage the Tibetan youth from self-immolating. Okay, now I have to look up that word. <laughs> oh, no. See? See? This is what happens. I get angry, and I throw my tea all around. And now I'm in the middle of a live show. I will just be wiping the tea onto the floor. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I will get it later. I will get it later. I don't carry around. Uh... <laughs> Great. I got to get a paper towel. Just hold, hold on. Just wrap. Hold on. Just hold on. All right, I'm back. Um, <laughs> get your act together, says Luke Linden. Oh, God, I'm so glad there's people that are smart that are here on the show. Um, <laughs> thank you for buying the book, Luke. Wonderful. Um, so, okay, first of all, I have to wipe up my mess. It's all over my pants. Now I'm going to get hypothermia probably because cotton is a terrible... Uh, when it gets wet, fortunately, I live inside. Hold on. I got to get it off of the floor. My wife will kill me. Son, too. They, 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 uh, I think they feel like they have to live with, uh, who is that guy on Sesame Street that lives in a trash can? Is that Oscar the Grouch? I'm not grouchy, but I sure do live kind of like in a trash can. Ah, you're sweet, Luke. Um, okay. <laughs> do you like the art in the back, Luke? Uh, a homeless friend of mine made that, Donnie Jean. Um, okay, all right. Back to Fred Freedom saying words I don't know. Self-immolating. Oh, is that the one where they burn themselves up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys are hardcore. Here, let's go look at a picture of this. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Images. Yeah. Oh, is that why he's doing this? I mean, look at this guy. Holy crap. Holy crap. These guys are freaking setting themselves on fire. This guy doesn't look like he did it right. He looks like, uh, 
Uh, oh, God, Fred, man. Fred to the rescue. They set themselves on fire because they believe in reincarnation. Damn. This one here, though, this guy seemed like the most chill. He did this a while back. Like, wow, a lot of these guys... Are you telling me, Fred, that the Dalai Lama is like offering peace and stuff because he's trying not, he's trying to get his Buddhist monks to stop setting themselves on fire? See, now you see the more you know. Um, holy crap. A lot of, it looks like a lot of people do this shit. Uh, woo. Okay, yeah, yeah, I would never be doing this. Holy crap. These people are on fire. Okay, so is that what you're saying, uh, Fred? Okay. Okay, Luke, also super smart, and uh, the, uh, the main minister at the UCC church in Medina. Totally, we in the West like to think, oh, Christians are awful violent people, unlike Buddhists. Nope, violence there too. Self-immolation. They also kill other Buddhists because they don't agree with heart sutras should be used. What? They're murdering, oh my gosh. Thousands of people, says Free Fred. Okay, now you see, holy crap, here's a guy that did it wrong. Holy crap. Oh my God, I got to get off this page. I didn't know these many people were setting themselves on fire. Holy crap. Okay, yeah, peace, peace. Peace on earth, everybody. Stop setting yourself on fire. It's not that bad. Okay, you see there? Ah, not to mention against the violence, violence against the Muslims. Are you saying the Tibetan, the monks, the Buddhists are, 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 are violent against Muslims? Uh... Okay, the Chinese government has a lot of troops. The Tibetan army opposed them, but lost big time. Mm, right on. See, this is why I like to have these conversations. Because it expands my perspective. Because here I am my whole life. I'm like, what's up with the Dalai Lama with all the peace and uh, compassion and affection crap when he got rolled by the Chinese? Uh, and, uh, he should be like, I want my country back. But now Fred comes along and is like, dude, they're setting themselves on fire all the time. It's ridiculous. Thousands of people setting themselves on fire. And so he's like, maybe the Dalai Lama is like, look, if I say I need our country back too much, more people are going to set themselves on fire and that shit ain't cool. Is that what he's saying? Blowing my mind right now, Fred. And then Luke's like, Dude, you think these guys are like passive, like, you know, uh, cows in a field. No, they're, they're freaking, they're setting each other on fire. See, this is the amazingness of understanding other people. Of understanding other people. Because I didn't realize this. See, I had one idea. And now I have another idea. And I think, oh, maybe I need to research more why the Dalai Lama is saying these things. Like, calm, everybody. Just calm the fuck down, says the Dalai Lama. 
Everything's going to be all the fuck right. Everything's going to just chill, man. Whatever you got to do, you just chill. Because peace and love, y'all. I'm the Dalai Lama. Thus spoke the motherfucking Dalai Lama. See, that's what I think. Uh, maybe that's what is going on. In which case, I totally get it. That would make sense. But I wanted to show you, uh, where did this go? Ah, now, how about this? I want you to uh, hear Greta Thunberg at the, uh, where was she? United Nations or wherever this week? Listen to this. Listen to this. This is not about some expensive, politically correct, green act of bunny-hugging or blah, 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 build back better, blah, 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 green economy, <laughs> blah, 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 net zero. I love that. Oh, my God, this girl, young woman. Holy crap. Wonderful. Wonderful. Zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, 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 net zero, blah, 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 climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words, words that sound great, but so far has led to no action. Our hopes and dreams drown in their empty words and promises. Of course, we need constructive dialogue, but they've now had 30 years of blah, 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 and where has that led us? But, of course, we can still turn this around. It is entirely possible. It will take drastic annual emission cuts, unlike anything the world has ever seen. And as we don't have the technological solutions that alone can deliver anything close to that, that means we will have to change. We can no longer let the people in power decide what is politically possible or not. We can no longer let the people in power decide what hope is. Hope is not passive. Hope is not blah, blah, blah. Hope is telling the truth. Hope is taking action. And hope always comes from the people. Okay, so... That hope is not passive, right, Luke? See, that's the thing. Like, I, 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 don't you, I, I feel like Greta is where I resonate. Okay? And so I don't know if you guys are feeling this, 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 um, philosophical Ferris wheel that we're on right this minute in this conversation, but. We go from the Dalai Lama, like I did. I'm not understanding why he's passive. Then Fred and uh, uh, Luke come out and are like, hey, man, these people are setting themselves on fire. Maybe we need to calm down. I'm like, yeah, maybe we need to calm down because we don't need people setting themselves on fire. And then Greta comes out and says, hope is not passive. You cannot be afraid. Greta would say, wouldn't Greta say to the Dalai Lama, you cannot be afraid of what might happen because you stood up and said something. Isn't that what Greta would say to the Dalai Lama? 
Don't be afraid. Have hope. And that, to me, is where I am at. You know? That hope is risky. Hope can lead to sometimes very dark places. Greta has always had death threats. Always. My kid in uh, high school read Malala's book. Do you know Malala? You know, of course, I don't even, why would I say such a stupid thing? Of course you know Malala. She's for educating the women of the world. You know how she got on a platform? She got shot. Her dad and her went around Afghanistan, if I'm not saying this correctly, I, you know, I think, was it Afghanistan? Yeah, or Pakistan? I can't remember. Anyways, it doesn't matter. They went around talking about women's right to education. Her dad thought that he was the one that was going to get killed. That was his mindset. They're not going to kill her. They're going to kill me. That's where he is in his mind, but he was wrong. They tried to kill her. So put yourself in those shoes, okay? Here is a dad with his daughter who feels compelled to go around a country that wants to murder women for standing up for women's rights and takes her out there. And then his strategy backfires. They don't kill him. They try to kill her. Luke says, Rob Bell talks about the wisdom after wisdom tradition in intro to joy. You think how things work, you experience that they don't work like that, and then you gain a wisdom after seeing it, and you still choose hope and joy as the engine of change. Dolly, Greta, and Malala all do this. Okay, let's see. Let's talk about, let's go to this Rob Bell uh, YouTube. Okay. An introduction to joy. Okay, I don't think I can watch the whole hour. Uh, but I No okay. one wants to be cynical. Let's no one wants to have an old heart. What you want is the overwhelming sense that you've stumbled into a magnificent and mysterious work of art, also known as your life. What you want is the sensation that you've been participating in an unprecedented phenomenon this entire time, and you're just now becoming aware of it. What you want is joy. Joy. That's nice. That's very nice. I have to watch that. I don't know much about Rob Bell. Um, so how all how all of this makes sense to me is that I see all of these people as prophets, right? Like they are conduits to a higher form of living. 
and you get all of them. And the higher form of living is infinite. And you can come at it in infinite ways. And it's funny because my my evangelical friends, um, and I do have them and I love them dearly, don't agree with me on this. Um, they believe there's only one way to the infinite. Um, and uh, I, I personally believe that there's infinite ways to the infinite. And so perhaps what it is is you get a person like the Dalai Lama, you get a person like Greta, you get a person like Malala, and they all connect you to God in a way that is meaningful to you. You take, um, yeah, see, Luke, man, this guy blows my mind. Luke Linden, divine is too big for just one tradition. That's, that's how I believe it. Um, but then ultimately, that's just where I am in my spiritual journey. And I swear in my heart of hearts that it's right, right? Like, I'm like, that's how it must be. There can't be just one way to God. And what I have to practice is there is no way, one way, infinite ways. And they are all true. That's how I'm practicing my mind, that there isn't a duality, that contradiction exists simultaneously, that there is no way, one way, infinite ways. You know? Hi, Jenna. That's why I'm practicing my spirituality, so that I believe in the way of the evangelical, I believe in the way of the Muslim, I believe in the way of the atheist, I believe in the way that I see it, which is heavily Christian, because I just am down with the Christian message. Um, other people that are believe in their way oftentimes say, no, Sage, that can't possibly be how it is. And that's fine. I don't, that, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. In fact, that's the way it should be in my mind, that they should believe in their heart to their soul that their way is the right way, just like I believe my way is the right way. I believe that you can access God through infinite channels. I talked to a guy in a wheelchair a week or two ago at a, uh, uh, a memorial service for one of our uh, homeless friends that died, and uh, this guy just blew me away. I don't know what it was, but, you know, I was in a church, and he kind of, I don't know what kind of condition he has, but, you know, he has some sort of condition that requires him to be in a wheelchair, and I can't even tell you the words that he was saying but they just hit me. And I'm like, I'm talking to God right now. I am talking to God. God is sitting before me in this wheelchair. <laughs> and then what's funny is he turned out to be evangelical, and I told him my thing, and he's like, no, man, that's totally wrong. <laughs> Which I love. Of course God would say that. Wouldn't God say that? Wouldn't God be like, no, man, you're so wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. 
Oh my goodness. I'm like, oh my goodness. Praise God. Of course I'm wrong. Of course I'm wrong. <laughs> I can't possibly imagine. I'm right and wrong. Both. Totally wrong, totally right. <laughs> God plays jokes on me like that all the time. Like I'm listening, you know, like it's just so funny. Like, like God thinks that's hilarious. Like, oh, oh, you think I'm God? Okay, I'm going to drop some wisdom on you. <laughs> Jenna says, amen, we're all wrong. Yes. Of course we're all wrong. And we are all right. Both. We are 100% wrong and 100% right. And that is the wisdom of God. <laughs> Just love that God was like, no, man, you're so wrong. I just love it so much. I just love it so much. Anyways, um, what I believe is that these messengers, which can be a huge uh, person with a huge a platform like the Dalai Lama or Greta Thunberg or, or Malala Thornberg, Thornberg, sorry, Thurn, Thun, Thunberg, Greta Thun, Thunberg, Thunberg. Um, or it can just be the homeless guy on the corner of the street. It's like, you know, like, it's like when, um, in the matrix, when like the, the Smith guys take over other people's bodies, you know, it's like that God can take over anything at any time and not only takes it over is it. God is a blade of grass. God is a piece of trash. God is a rock. God is the Dalai Lama. God is uh, the light bulb in your living room. God is everything, right? That's, that's, that's the only way it could be, I think. But anyways, um, for me, the Dalai Lama doesn't speak to me, okay? In fact, the Dalai Lama irritates me, although I feel a little more compassion to the Dalai Lama now, thanks to Luke and Fred. Uh, God is a frequency we can tune into. Yes, Fred. That, yes. Now that, I believe. I think sometimes we are tuned into the God state radio station, and sometimes, most of the time, we are tuned out of the God radio station. It's fine. We're, we're busy. Like, we're meant to be here on Earth. I believe that um, we're here for these 80, 90, or 100 years, or whatever we have, to be here. And so it's fine to be tuned out of God. But it's also useful, I think, when you're feeling like you can't figure out what your life is supposed to be, is to go up and down the radio dial look, listening for God. Just so you can be like, oh, 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 okay. I, I was, I didn't understand what the hell I was doing here. This life was seeming a little like bullshit and pointless, but now I hear God talking, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, no, 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 no. okay, thank you, God. I will, I will go back to my re regularly scheduled programming, which usually involves a Kardashian. <laughs> and God's like, that's fine, bro. I like the Kardashians too, says God. <laughs> Rocky tells me there's some Kardashian uh, 
pushing uh, Candy Crush. And she's like, Khloe Kardashian's trying to sell uh, Candy Crush to me all the time. I don't need to be sold Candy Crush. I'm on level 1,000, and I don't really understand why Khloe Kardashian is talking to me all the time. I don't know anything about Khloe Kardashian. I'm like, well, you know Khloe Kardashian. He's like, yeah, I mean, but I don't know. Why is she trying to sell it to me? I'm already sold. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, of course God loves the Kardashians. Of course. I can't believe I spilled all my tea. Um, so for me, that Greta message, hope, 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 hope is the message I need is the message I need. Um, I watched this movie last night. Let's see. Brad Pitt as a baseball general manager. Ah, Moneyball. Okay, now. Okay, now watch this. Moneyball song his daughter sings. The show. Here's a summary from Wikipedia. In okay. Moneyball, she performs a cover of Lanka's... Okay. okay, listen to this. Okay, so... Uh, can I... Um, ruin Moneyball for you. Moneyball came out in 2011. You are about to be the, 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 the end is going to be spoiled for you right now. If you've been meaning to get to uh, Moneyball in the last decade, and now, uh, I'm going to ruin it for you. You better turn down your volume because I'm going to tell you what happened. Uh, Brad Pitt, uh, invents a new way of organizing baseball teams. Uh, the Red Sox, Offer him the highest paying general manager position uh, in uh, uh, baseball history. Ultimately, he does not take it. And this is a song that his daughter had sung for him earlier in the, in the show. I can't play this. I can't play this. I'm going to try playing it. Whatever. Okay, listen to this. I think I'm gonna lose. I think okay. Uh, yeah. Now I'm gonna play it, but I'm. This is gonna be uploaded to YouTube, and it's probably gonna get wiped off. Uh, hey, Dad. This is the song I told you I'd record. Please don't show it to anyone else. Um, let me know if you change your mind and stay in California. If not, you're a really great dad. So I just love this girl. She's so amazing. She's like, basically, she's making a joke. She's like, uh, he's with the Oakland A's, and he's like basically saying, um, uh, you know, he was, she's like, well, if you're going to leave for the Boston Red Sox, you were a great dad. Thanks for being around when you were. See you later. I'm just a little bit caught in the middle Life is a maze and love is a riddle I don't know where to go, can't do it alone I've tried and I don't know why I'm just a little girl lost in the moment I'm so scared but I don't show it I can't figure it out, it's hanging me down I know I've got to let it go and just enjoy the show, slow it 
down, make it stop, or else my heart is going to pop. Cause it's too much, yeah, it's a lot to be something I'm not. I'm full out of love, and I just can't get enough. I'm just a little bit caught in the middle. Life is a maze, and love is a riddle. I don't know where to go, can't do it alone. I've tried, and I don't know why. I'm just a little girl lost in the moment. I'm so scared, but I don't show what I can't figure it out. It's bringing me down, I know. I've got to let it go and just enjoy the show. Dum dee dum, da dum dee dum. Just enjoy the show. The You're、end. such a loser, Dad. You're such a loser, Dad. You're such a loser, Dad. Just enjoy the show. You're such a loser, Dad. You're such a loser, Dad. You're such a loser, Dad. Just enjoy the show. All right, I just I had to show you this because like they don't play that end during the movie, it's just at the, at the in the credits, and I love that because like isn't that what God would say? Like you're just a loser. Like I just like that's how I feel. Like I'm like you know I'm doing all this work trying to help the homeless, just banging my head against the wall. There's also another speech of the the owner of the Red Sox that he gives. Uh, to Brad Pitt about you know the person that first threw the wall it gets all bloodied and blah 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 and you know scorned and hated by the system because the system's going to lose money and that sort of thing and I just felt like the movie was talking to me and I'm like when he when they gave that speech that owner of the Red Sox gave the speech I'm like oh wow that feels like me and then. She sings that song, and at the end, she's like, "You're such a loser, Dad. You're such a loser, Dad. Just enjoy the show." I felt like she was singing it to me, and I don't. You don't need to be like, "Oh, Sage, you're not a loser. You're not a loser." No, that's no, not what it's about. What it's about is we're all losers, <laughs> and the harder you try, the harder you try to win, the more you're gonna lose. Okay, I'm telling you, that's how it goes. You look at、uh, the end of the life of uh,、um, Martin Luther King Jr. When he got shot, let's see, what was Martin Luther King Jr.'s approval rating when he was killed? It says、uh, Martin Luther King.、Oh, Jesus, could we have more commercials that don't even? So when Martin Luther, look at this, look at this. When Martin Luther King Jr. was killed, he was less popular than Donald Trump is today. That was in 2018. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. led a revolution in values with an expansive political agenda, despite backlash to his controversial views, according to a 1968 Harris poll. The man whose half-century of martyrdom we celebrate this week died with a public disapproval rating of nearly 75 percent, a figure shocking in its own day and still striking even today's highly polarized climate. You're such a loser, Martin. You're such a loser, Martin. You're such a loser, Martin. You know, right? 
So, like, so Luke says, we are simultaneously the best thing ever and the worst thing ever. Yes, Luke Linden, most hated man in America at the time. This is the message. I, and that girl singing that song to his da her dad, you're such a loser, dad. You're such a loser, dad. Like, he really, he was eaten up in the movie by how he didn't win whatever you win in uh, baseball. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not a baseball guy, but he was really, he got really close, close twice. And she just like lays it on him. She's like, you're a loser, man. You're a total loser. And I love you and just enjoy the show, buddy. He, my wife, I said, I asked Rocky, I'm like, why do you think he didn't go? And uh, she's like, he probably didn't go for his daughter. He probably stayed for his daughter. And how about that? He could have been given all the resources, 100% support on his system. The Red Sox. And he just lets it all go. He stays in the triple in, in the Oakland A's, never wins the pennant or whatever it's called. And his daughter just is like, yeah, man, you suck. <laughs> And that's it. Martin Luther King Jr. You suck, man. People hate you. No wonder you got shot. People hate you, man. Just enjoy the show. Did you get anything done? Got a bunch of boulevards, usually uh, in the worst part of town. Usually more shootings go on in Martin Luther King. Usually when you're driving down a Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, uh, you got to lock your doors. At least you think you do. Usually in a bad side of town. What do you get done? Maybe, I don't know, some voting rights or something. What did the Dalai Lama get done? Maybe he's right. Maybe he's like, fuck it, I don't need all that. Just relax, enjoy the show, people. Maybe that's the wisdom, right? You're a loser. Just enjoy the show. So now I'm back to the Dalai Lama, that little girl singing that song. Maybe that's it. You can't win this game. What are you trying to do? Give yourself a heart attack? Just find some peace and happiness and send out some love in the world. Greta, she, six, what is she now? I don't know how old she is. 18 now, 16. I don't know what she is. She's very young. It's all angry going to spend her whole life being angry. What about Malala? She watched probably, can you imagine how Malala must have felt when the Taliban does swept in to just took over Afghanistan? How depressed she must have been for the rights of women and how far she fe they fell in a day? Luke says, people hate change, even when we know it'll be in the best interest to change. For some reason, talking about that side of town instead of make us feel like we know what's going on. Yeah. Wisdom can grow and change and embrace the contradiction and paradox of existence. Let me read that again. Wisdom can grow and change and embrace the contradiction and paradox. Let me, let's, I need to remember what paradox means. I don't want to pretend. Definition of paradox. Paradox, a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be founded or true.
uh, a situation person or thing that combines t contradictory features or qualities. Contradiction and paradox. You are both a loser and the greatest thing to happen on earth. You are. You. That's, that's the ultimate paradox. You are nothing and everything. There it is. Luke just did it. We are the best and worst thing. Look at us. Look at how we're decimating our planet. Right? Poor polar bears ain't got no ice to sit on anymore. Greta's going to have a fucking heart attack when she's 23 because she just keeps yelling at the world and they don't do shit. And in fact, what they like to do is they like to parade her out and so they can pretend like they care, which they don't. They just care about money. Trapped in an unjust system and trying to change it. There it is. We're trapped here. We're caged animals in a thing called life. We did not ask to come here. We did not ask to be here. And we are here. And a lot of times it's either mind-numbingly boring, uh, excruciatingly infuriating, or both. <laughs> Fred says, pacifism, is it good or bad? Sometimes you need a bad cop and a good cop, like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. You can work a deal with the peaceful guy or face the wrath of the guy who says we don't want to take it anymore. Do you know what I love? The Christian cross. I just read a chapter. According to Wikipedia, shh, the Christian cross. I don't need her talking to me about the cross. I don't know if you heard that. I just She sometimes goes off and has to tell me about the cross. I just read a chapter, uh, a section out of this book I'm reading from Richard Rohr, a, a Catholic. I both hate the Catholic Church, and uh, it's a terrible place and produces some of the most amazing thoughts I've ever read in my life. There it is. It's the contradiction, right? Catholic Church is a terrible, terrible institution, and it creates some of the most incredible uh, thinkers in the history of humanity, right? He points out that the cross is that contradiction, right, Luke? <laughs> and we have to be able to say it. We have to be able to say it. We have to say that the Catholic Church is corrupt and evil and terrible and rotten at its core and also thank God for the Catholic Church. Thank God for the Catholic Church. Yeah, Eli coming in. Richard Rohr, one of the most sincere Christian disciples I've known. I can't get enough of Richard Rohr. I, I believe, incidentally, um, I am a um, huge Thomas Merton fan. Okay, you guys that are all so smart on here know who I'm talking about. The great Catholic writer Thomas Merton. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. Here it comes. Richard Rohr is better. Bam! I said it. Bam! Dropping it. Dropping it like it's hot. Richard Rohr's better. <laughs> Isn't Thomas Merton the greatest, though? I know. I, I think this new book I'm reading, whatever it is, I don't even know what it is. I don't know what this book is. doesn't matter. Read any of it. Which one do you say hands down, Luke? 
Who's your favorite of the two, Martin or uh, uh, Thomas Merton or uh, Richard Rohr? Um, so look at this. Anyways, this this uh, this this cross. Richard Rohr says this cross is the symbol of contradiction. Oh yeah, you like Rohr too? Woo! What's up? What's up? We should all go. We should all go to New Mexico for a service before he dies. Wouldn't you love that? To see um, Richard Rohr in person? Oh. oh, I should do it. You know, I didn't get to see Nirvana perform. Yeah, road trip, my brother. Oh, anyways. Richard Rohr says the cross is the symbol of contradiction. It is the opposites. It is conservative and liberal. It is left and right. It is life and death. It is everything, and it crosses in the middle. And our God was in the middle of it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't take it. It's the most beautiful idea ever. I am so into the cross. It is the symbol of contradiction. It is the symbol of paradox. These institutions, every one of them, are terrible and amazing. Simultaneously, they both need to be destroyed and reborn, just like our Lord and Savior. Our soul is in the middle in the middle, where it is the worst, where the suffering exists. When you are in a fight between uh, Christians, or I'm sorry, between the left and the right on Facebook, you are with God. You get it? When you are having a vehement knockdown, drag-out fight about um, vaccinations, you are standing at the point of God. Because just as you taught me today, I didn't understand the Dalai Lama. We, if we think we understand these people that stand up against the vaccine, we do not. My man, uh, 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 King James, King James, who just is uh, broke ground for his house uh, to uh, shelter homeless families to go to his school here in Akron, said... I got the vaccination, but it's a personal choice. Bam! God has spoken, and thus it was. I got to wrap up the show. I'm going to do the intro, and I'll come back and say bye to you guys on Facebook. Hold on. Here we go. Everybody, I love you. You're wonderful. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.